0: gentlemen, theys, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great day, week, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. So, uh, full disclosure, uh, just real quick, uh, the show is going to be not doing a whole lot of new releases as far as theatrically, probably for the next two, three, maybe even month at this point, because as I've mentioned, I'm here in Nevada, and right now, The West Coast, unfortunately, is on fucking fire, and so uh, the air quality right now, I I believe I checked, it's like 200 right now, like it's unhealthy, so even going out in smoke, even going out to see a movie right now, it's just not feasible, and I'm trying to go ahead and keep my vocal cords working, so uh, there's gonna be a lot more uh, home release stuff, more Netflix stuff, but as soon as... The fires have become less of a thing and it is safe to go outside. I promise we'll get back to new releases, but uh, just be aware that it'll be a little weird for the next, next month or so. But with that said, happy Batman Day, everyone. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, Batman Day will be a thing. Uh, it is, of course, every uh, September. I won't say it's every September 17th. Uh, At least it's September 17th this year. And I was thinking about if I wanted to review, you know, Batman 89, or if I wanted to review Dark Knight, or Batman Begins. And honestly, I was thinking about it, I went, you know what? I'm going to go back to Batman the Animated Series. My... Uh, maybe my favorite version of Batman. Uh, I I have talked about my extreme love for Batman the Telltale series, both seasons 1 and 2, both fucking rule. But I'm going to review one of my favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series for Batman Day, and that is The Man Who Killed Batman, which is the 51st episode of Batman the AMA series which aired on February 1st, 1993. As far as getting to the plot of this, this is one of those episodes where Batman is only in it for like 10% of the episode. He kind of shows up to set up the whole conflict and then he's gone. For most of it. And one of the things that works so well about this, uh, this was written by Paul Dini and of course directed by Bruce Tim. There would be these episodes where they would take Batman off the map and go ahead and, you know, maybe make it a Catwoman focused episode or Batgirl focused episode or Robin or. What have you, and what I love about this show is that while, yes, it's called Batman, the animated series, they were they were always confident enough to go, we can take Batman out of an episode and still have an incredible half-hour television, and this is just incredible proof of how you make that whole concept work. So the episode in question goes ahead and follows this uh this uh I will not even say villain he's a a very small time mobster who shows up at the house of uh, Rupert Thorne who is one of the big mob bosses, drug kingpins in Gotham. Um, The the man in question is named Sidney Debris, who is known early on in the episode as the man who killed Batman, which immediately makes you, as the audience, go, what, really, this guy? Batman's fighting Killer Croc, the Joker, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, Bane, Court of Owls, and this is the motherfucker who actually gets to kill... Batman, and what's so fascinating about it is when you think about the insane amount—you know—I just named off several—the insane amount of rogues that Batman has. So many people want to kill Batman anyway, and the fact that Sydney is so against the fame that he's garnered by quote killing Batman—it's a really fascinating just little character study on him because early on in the episode. Even talking to uh, Rupert Thorne, he talks about how he's always just wanted respect. That's always ever wanted to be able to stand out in a room and not have people laugh at him. And the episode does a really good job in a pretty short amount of time of making Sidney surprisingly sympathetic because, you know, he's hanging out for all these mobsters. Uh, one, <laughs> This one guy, uh, Eddie G., gives him the nickname Sid the Squid, which admittedly kind of has a weirdly awesome ring to it. But it's done definitely in jest too, and you know Sid just wants Sid just wants respect. It's so it's so simple. Like that's all he really wants. And the fact that Bat killing Batman, quote unquote, kill me Batman, garners him this respect that he doesn't want it. It's really one of those you know be careful what you wish for aspects. And I and I really love the way the episode plays with that. Basically, uh, the other uh, Batman falls in. Catches up on this whole drug bust, and Sid, uh, Sydney is left out as bait, and it's really, <laughs> it's really fucked how how the the mobsters do it. They basically go, yeah, go up there, you'll be fine, and they all are basically whispering to each other like, oh, thank God, Batman's gonna be so busy, you know, whipping the shit out of this guy that we can go ahead and get our drugs, which again, fucked, but pretty funny, and you know, there's no honor amongst amongst Steve, so it's in no way surprising. So Batman of course does go to beat him up, but Sydney ends up falling off the roof and Batman catches him. And through a through a almost Eugene from Hey Arnold level of Are You Serious? Batman goes ahead and appears to collide with this this gas tank. This uh, uh yeah, this gas tank. It explodes. All the mobsters are like, holy shit. And what's amazing is that when Sydney is trying to go ahead and Keep from falling off this roof. He's grabbing at Batman's cape, pulls Batman ca- Batman's cowl off as he goes ahead and falls near this propane tank and appears to die. And so the rest of the episode is really about the Joker just losing his shit. Because, and this is what I love about the Joker. The Jokers always want to kill Batman. I mean, you know, they have their back and forth. It's one of the best back and forths in comics. And One of the things I love is that the Joker, in theory, should be ecstatic. Batman is dead. Batman is gone. He no longer has to deal with him. He can go ahead and get whatever he wants, in theory. And the Joker is so pissed off that A, he didn't kill Batman. B, Batman died really accidentally, which is almost even more infuriating to him. And C, the fact that there's no longer that back and forth. Whenever I talk to my fellow nerds and I talk about the insane relationship that Batman and the Joker have, you need no other proof than this, that the Joker is in love with Batman. Because the way that he actually cries when he believes Batman is dead, that's a level of emotion we... that we rarely get from the Joker there's a point where he throws Harley Quinn (laughs) in this episode and that's something I actually have to give the 90s cartoon a lot of credit for I know a lot of people might say that's gross but honestly the Joker is not supposed to be a good person so why is anyone surprised that he's fucking abusive to Harley it's amazing to me that there are still people who go I want to love like the Joker and Harley and I go why why the fuck would you want that that's a horrible thing. You should want something way better than Joker and Harley being together. I absolutely love the way that the Joker eventually ends up capturing Sydney and wants to kill him, goes to kill him, kill him strictly because he killed that man. And it leads to one of my favorite monologues uh, the eulogy that Joker gives about Batman. So I'm going to read it in full. So before I get to that real quick, one of the nicest touches about this episode, and it's subtle but it just it makes me laugh every time they put Batman's casket, or uh, Batman's cowl in the casket, and then Joker tapes a kick me sign <laughs> And I think that's the funniest fucking thing, and it kills me whenever I see it, because it's it's so Joker. It's just that little extra to make you go, oh, yeah, we are still dealing with the Joker here. So, this is the Joker's eulogy, <laughs> word for word. Dear friends, today is the day that the clown cried, and he cries not for the passing of one man, but for the death of a dream. The dream that he would someday taste the ultimate victory over his hated enemy— for it was the Batman who made me think, who made me the happy soul that I am today. How I agonize over the perfect way to thank him for that. Perhaps with a cyanide pie in the face or an exploding whoopee cushion playfully planted in the Batmobile. Which, that line in particular, because you just think about... It, it makes me think of uh, Batman, uh, Batman, uh, Batman Returns, how... uh, Penguin puts the exploding ducks in the Batmobile. I love that scene, but very funny, very Joker. So, (laughs) and at this point, you see the Joker's face start to really just morph and twist. And he just becomes disgusted the way he's looking at Sydney. And it's one of my favorite reactions from the Joker because it's a true emotion from the Joker. It's not him playing up an act. It's not him being the clown prince of crime. It's him being so goddamn pissed that this fucking clown pun intended, is the one who actually killed his arch rival and he can't wrap his head around it. I continue. But those dreams were dashed by the Weasley. (laughs) sorry, but those dreams were dashed by the Weasley little gunsel which goddamn sitting there in our midst that cowardly, insignificant Ghanath who probably got lucky when batman slipped on the slime trail this loser left behind him this mound of diseased hyena filth who's not fit to lick the dirt from my spats like like god damn that is that's a comedy central roast for your ass right there the joker i i love the joker so much in this and the joker's not in it a ton but it's just enough to make you go yeah he really is batman's greatest rival and one of the best rogues in the history of comics because when the joker finds that balance to to paraphrase x-men first class a little bit when he finds that perfect balance between k- comedic and just sad and just sadist it's it makes for some of the most compelling shit and the joker especially in the animated series i think walks that line perfectly more often than not and just but seeing the joker snap in this way you go oh wow okay so he continues but i digress the time uh, the time for sorrow has passed. It's time to look to a future filled with smiles. And I'll be smiling again just as soon as we take that man there, points to Sid, and slap him in that box there, points to the coffin, and roll him to that vat of acid there, points to the vat of acid. And then, of course, Sidney starts freaking out. And then the Joker ends that whole spiel by going, all right, that was fun. Who wants Chinese? And it's just, it's classic Joker in the best way. And what I love is that, Batman does show up in that scene to save Sydney, but he actually we actually don't see him on camera. We just see the casket being removed from the acid so he's saved. This is all a whole way, this is all a giant workaround because Batman is, you know, the world's greatest detective. Yeah, maybe Sherlock Holmes, but that's a whole other conversation. But it was a whole thing to go ahead and let Sydney just lead him to the aforementioned uh, Rupert Thorne. That's all this was. And Batman used his surroundings to go ahead and swing away from the explosion just before it went off and went ahead and trailed him. It's fucking brilliant. And when Batman lays that out at the end of the episode, you go, God damn it, Batman's really smart. And it's one of those things where you kind of wonder obviously how the writer's are gonna get Batman back. Because obviously Batman can't die. Even when Batman dies, he doesn't die. <laughs> it's one of those things I went, Wow, that's really fucking clever. And the story weirdly has an amazing ending because Batman, of course, is back in the fold, but then Sidney's led to prison because, of course, Batman goes, yeah, you are an accomplice, dude. You don't get to just walk away scot-free from this. It's amazing, though, because as Sydney's led into prison, the inmates are legit cheering him, giving him standing ovation for being the guy who almost killed Batman and for setting up Rupert Thorne, and for making a fool out of the Joker. So his cachet, his level, his, his status actually was elevated by Batman coming back. It's really a fascinating ending to an episode that I go, it's weird how so many people got what they wanted and how it actually elevates the show. It's a fascinating episode. And it's one of those episodes I go, yeah, I'm going to revisit this. I, I I was really scrolling through all the episodes to figure out what I wanted to review for Batman Day. And I'm so happy I landed on this one because, goddamn, I had so much fun rewatching this. And I'm going to definitely watch some Batman The made series tomorrow for Batman Day. Uh, I'm actually recording this on Friday night. But this was so much fun to, to, to revisit and rewatch. Uh, this is obviously fan-fucking-tastic. It feels a little weird rating an episode just on the episode of a show, but Batman the animated series in general is a fan-fucking-tastic, so, you know, who cares? But it's an absolutely amazing episode. If you haven't watched it, the whole series is on HBO Max. It is well worth your time. Please, 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 please watch Batman the animated series if you haven't. I still know people who have not watched Batman the animated series, and if you haven't, uh, yeah, start it tomorrow. It's great shit. Everyone, I'm going to ask, what is your favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series? I've got a couple. I mean, I, I always go back to the Two-Face, Two-Parter, uh, Heart of Ice. Um, I'm blanking on the episode name, but... Uh, The man bat episode the the introduction of man bat i give me man bat in live action i want i want i want that i want man bat in live action uh the other one that i loved uh, it was really close between revealing this or i've got batman in my basement that's an amazing episode if you you guys haven't seen that you can feel free you can actually start with that one that's a great episode of batman the alien series but yeah let us know what your favorite batman uh, the animated Series episode is. I'd love to hear your comments, but you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Don't forget to like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Uh, that's R-E-E-L, Pineapple. Don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and and Samsung Podcast at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly at Black Shazam, some uh, Black Shazam on Letterboxd, and you'll follow me on TikTok at Black Shazam seven seven five. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm gonna have reviews coming up here for "Let the Little White Shine," which is this amazing documentary. I got the pleasure to watch. I'm gonna have an interview with the director coming up next week, which I'm so hyped to bring that to y'all. It's a it's a very long interview, so I I, I have I don't have it up yet, but it's it's great stuff. I can't wait to bring that to all of you. Um, and then we're gonna be getting to the real uh real spooky series for 2022 coming up. So I'm gonna be reviewing the whole. A Scream franchise with my friend Buck. I'm going to be reviewing uh, Halloween Inns, be reviewing the original Halloween, going to be reviewing uh, the House of Clock and its Walls, uh, and some other stuff as well. So I'm real excited to bring that to y'all. But uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe out there. If you are on the West Coast like I am, please wear your mask. Like, the smoke is insane, but please stay safe out there. I know this is a lot, but we will we will get through this. And if just please everyone be safe out there. But thank you so much for your support. I love y'all. Be safe and we'll talk to you soon.